This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. Hello, everyone, and welcome along to the latest edition of Betting Weekly Game Bet Match, the tennis betting podcast brought to you in association with Bet Rivers, your hometown sports book. You've already seen the uh, the men's future tournament at the French Open. It's the French Open second major of the year on the tennis calendar. And I'm delighted to say I'm joined by Sean Calvert, our senior tennis handicapper here at Because We Win, to give the best bets on the men's singles first round at Roland Garros. Sean, how are you doing? All right, mate. Thanks. Yeah, you. Yeah, I'm rather busy, busy, busy boy. But uh, it's mm. I love being busy. Loads of action, lots of tennis action, loads of betting. Yeah, there's so <laughs> many bets coming out. I've so many things to do. The end of the Premier League season, the start of the, the French Open, just non-stop sports action. Which is you can't get better than that. You can't nah, get you can't. better than that. Looking it's forward. Good to time it. of year, isn't it? It's, just, it's a nice time of year. This the football's, you know, soccer's just finishing, and there's you know things up for grabs there, and then the start of the real. What I would call the real, real tennis swing, which most people have started to get interested in tennis. So it's a nice time of the year, isn't it? And also, it's a nice time of a tournament for you—a busy time of a tournament. You know, you do all your betting, the majority of your betting, in the first week, and the first round yeah. of a major must be—you must be sitting there at the Calvert Towers, licking your lips, rubbing your hands, thinking, mm, "When are we going to make the money this week?" So, in your betting career, the first round of majors mm. is probably your busiest time, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's just a lot of matches to go through, isn't there? Like the qualifying is not quite finished yet, but there's like fifty odd matches already um, to look at, and so many markets with Bet Rivers on on all of them. You know, you, you could be looking at a thousand different markets, couldn't you? Because there's, there's just so so much to look at, and that's that's one of the that's one of the dangers actually, isn't it? You could get carried away um, and end up placing about twenty five bets, and you know, it can go up. It could go wrong pretty quickly if you do that. If I'm giving some advice, that would be don't have too many bets in the first round because just because you're enthusiastic and excited about the start of a major, everybody is, and sometimes you can you can get a little bit carried away. But um, I mean, as far as the round one is concerned, it's it's generally speaking, it, it it's the best one in terms of underdog winners. But as I've said before, majors aren't normally the best place to find a whole heap of underdog winners. I mean, I've got some stats on that which I can go through in a minute. It's, it's funny to say you have too many bets. I remember when I first started really betting seriously, and I was terrible at it. I, 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 I was a good judge. I'd have a one good bet. And I thought, oh, I fancy that. But then I'd have 15 bets. I remember, look, thing, yeah. I remember looking at the, you know, the scoreboard at Wimbledon, and there was like 10 matches all in play, women's, and, uh, there's women's matches and men's matches. And I had a bet on every single one. <laughs> I just following. So and you it, got carried away. That's exactly what I just said yeah. not to do. And I was just betting in play as soon as someone went a breakdown, I was thinking they can come back. And I just had an interest in every single game. And I was, I was, I was about 21 years of age. Tempting to do that. People that have just sort of just started betting, you, you know, you, you end up fancying loads and you, you have loads of bets. And it, 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 if it goes well, brilliant, but you've got to be careful. 
Just uh, just to, before we go on about the matches, talk about strategies. A lot of people here will be betting on tennis, and the the popularity of tennis betting with Bet Rivers is obviously growing all the time. You know, with a fan- fantastic service they provide, and obviously we 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 play a small part in it with the what we do here on the podcast. Do do you do a lot of in play betting, or would you do majority of it on your matches you're going to pick now, your five or six matches, and then just not getting involved, or would you be watching a game and playing in, in play as well? I, I like to play and play on the clay because it, you know, matches is, is never really over on the clay, is it? Until until it's over, you can get some quite swingy situations where you know a guy might be a set and a break up, um, not necessarily going to win the match from there. On other surfaces, on grass and and quicker hard cuts, you would by and large expect the match to be more or less done and dusted at that stage. But you know, you're never out of it on clay, so it's it, it is it is a, does offer opportunities um, for in play betting that other surfaces perhaps don't. Yeah, so the loads of in-play on the Bet Rivers website. Obviously, you can live stream the matches as well. Watch the live stream as well. Enjoy it from the comfort of your home home with your, your tablet or your, your your computer, your laptop, wherever you are. But remember, it's an early start over in Europe. It's a 5 a.m. Eastern start from the West Coast. It's even earlier for you. So an early start uh, on Sunday, the first matches. And obviously, these run into three days now, the first round matches. They go through Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and the second round starts on Wednesday. I don't like this order of play on Sunday. I'm a more traditionalist. I like the one half of the draw Monday, one half of the draw Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I like where I am. I don't like change, Sean. I'm not, I'm not a big fan of this Sunday. Sunday. I, don't, I don't know why they do it. There's a lot of things that happen at the French Open that I don't really understand, to be honest. Um, this is this is one of them. I, I don't know why they do it like that. It must be about money. My, my cynical um, side of me suggests it's got to have something to do with money somewhere. More 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 bottoms on seats over the over a longer period of time would be my guess, but it, it could be any number of reasons. Yeah, I'm not quite sure. So check the order of play out. The order of play will be known uh, on Saturday and check the, check the games we have here. And obviously head to the Bet Rivers website because the lines will change because Sean is plus 31.30 units in 2023 on his tennis picks. Well, without no further ado, we have five matches that we want to talk about here with Sean has picks. Do you have picks in all five, Sean? Uh, I've got Official bets in four of them, I think. Ooh, so you've got four picks to get involved in. Let's start off with the first match. Dominic Team, minus 132, the former US Open champion, up against Pedro Cachin, plus 106. Cachin is obviously had a much better season on the clay. Uh, Dominic Team is still not the same player from his injury, long-term injury. But Dominic Team is the favourite here. Uh, minus 132, uh, Kachin is plus 106. The spread is one and a half with Dominic Team minus 110, Kachin plus 115. And the totals are 37 and a half here. Dominic Team has uh, parted ways with his coach. He isn't in the greatest of form. He plays a, a decent clay court opponent, but he is the favourite here. I can imagine the only reason why the Austrian is the favourite is because of the name Dominic Team. And betters will look at that and think, well, he is a major winner. Well, he's done well in the French Open before. Let's put him in our parlays. But I'm, I'm not agreeing with these markets. No, I think you're right. What you just said there is is spot on, in my opinion. And that's that he's been priced on his name. Um, and and you, you can sort of understand that. It's, it's it's a bad price, though. I mean, if you look at the the data of, of the pair of them over the past 12 months um, on clay at main level. Their service points one and return points one titles are exactly the same. Teams on 100, Cashin's on 100. The shorter term data, that's the last 10 matches um, of the pair of them is also absolutely identical. So on the basis of that, you should make this an even money match. Um, and teams, not exactly a clear, overwhelming favourite, but he's he's been made favourite. 
Um, not sure I agree with that. For me, it's this is 50-50 at, at best. Um, you know, team's form is is nothing like it was before his injury. I've said that numerous times on this podcast. It hasn't hasn't really changed. He did play well against Sitsipas in Madrid, but then he went back and and lost to Mute um and Majedovic in in um at the challenger level. Um the loss to Mute in particular. Mute had barely played for three or four months because he himself, Mute had a wrist injury, came back, played a couple of games, and then beat team in straight sets. It's it's just a it's a poor result. Um and it, it's it's the pattern hasn't really changed, has it, for team in the last it's over 12 months now since this comeback started from this wrist injury. And he, he hasn't built any momentum at all, really. He'll win one, lose one, win a couple, lose two or three. There's, there's nothing from him that I've seen. that There's no evidence of him building momentum and looking to get back to where he was before. I'm, I'm just not sure he's ever going to get there. It, it, I've, I've been sceptical about this comeback since not exactly the start, but after a couple of months, you know, it's it, it hasn't looked good and, it still isn't looking good for me. I, I think you have to take Kashin here if, you, if you're betting on this match. Kashin is available, plus 106, and he leads the head-to-head, 6-3, on a clay tournament last year. That was his so, comeback match, actually. Yeah. Sorry, mate. Yeah, that, that was team's comeback match, his first match, I think. So you can kind of understand him losing, but he was he was 10-1 to 1 on to win it. Um, that just shows you he was 10-1 on a year ago to beat Kashin, and now he's a slight favourite. Um yeah, it, it's not. It, it's a good thing for Kashin, isn't it? Because he's not going to be worried about team. You know, had he not played that much, he might have been thinking, oh, you know, playing a major winner in the first round might be a bit nervous, but I, I don't think he's going to be now. No, I like that bet. I, I actually called you, didn't I, earlier today and said there's one bet I like in yeah. the first round, Pedro uh, Kashin. Uh, whether I'll put the kiss of death on it, I don't know, but I think a plus 106, I'd actually made him a slight favourite for the match, uh, you know, or, or pick him. And I think if it goes long, if we go into a long match, which we could potentially have here on the courts, uh, the, the testing courts, I think that's, yeah, that's teams also, point, actually, yeah. Teams vulnerable in the long games as well, so on long matches. So well, he's I not played a five setter for two years, has he? So, you know, you, you, would have to, you would have to doubt just on the basis of that, his stamina, wouldn't you? Yeah, 100%. I think that's... Uh, that's a decent bet to start with. Pedro Cachin at plus 106. Hopefully we'll be cashing tickets after that one. Uh, I've used that gag second time I've used that gag. It's poor, I know, but I, I, I had to use it. I apologise for the to the you gag get, police for that. You can get away with it one more time. I think that's it. Okay. You have to right, no, another one now. Well, hopefully we get through to the second round and we, we, we talk about his game in the second round and I can use it. Uh, the okay. next match we're going to talk about is Emil Ruzovora against Gregor Berea. Uh, Ruzovori is minus 215, staggered by that price. Uh, Gregor Berea is plus 170. Ruzovora is not a, a very, very good clay court player. His record is 49 and 49. Uh, and obviously that's not great. Um, Berea is slightly better, 121 and 100 in his career. Uh, if you look at the bet here, uh, the handicap is four and a half, a four and a half start for Gregor Barrera, plus minus 115. The totals are 36 and a half. And the pair have met once before, surprisingly, on a faster court in 2020. And Barrera won that match, 7-5, Ruzavori is a fade, uh, in my opinion, on clay. Um, his record is poor. He got beat by Medvedev in Rome. Obviously, he got beat by Alcaraz in Madrid. So you could turn around and say he has been beaten by the the best players in the world. But minus two fifteen for the Finn, I think that's uh, that's far, far, far too high a price to get involved in. Yes, it's it's too short. Maybe six months, well, even six months ago, maybe six weeks ago, you would have looked at this and and made Rusevori a reasonable favourite. Not because he's not because is 
particularly good on clay, but because Barrera hadn't really done much on clay, but recently he has. He's he's played really well recently. If you look at their um, seasonal statistics on clay at main level, there's very little in it. Um, service points, one in return points, one totals. Roussevoir is on 101, Barrera's on 100. So nothing really to choose. Slight, slight, tiny edge to Roussevoir there, but not, nothing to represent a price as short as this. I mean, Barrera's, some of the results and, and performances he's, he's, produced on clay recently have been have been great he beat karen kashanov and nakashima who's in the semi-finals of leon this week on on a slow clay in rome and then he took a set off francisco serendola who's our one of our our big priced outright tippers and he's just he's just beaten cam nori incidentally he's just bageled him in the semi-finals of, of leon serendola so he's he's in great form and um Barrer took a set off him in rome as well he also took a, also took a set off tommy paul uh in leon so he's he's been playing uh, arguably as as at least as good, if not better level than um than Rusevori. As he said, he's beat him in Rotterdam. So he's not going to be afraid of Rusevori. Obviously he's going to get the the majority of the support, isn't he, playing at home, Barrer? Um I just think this is this is too short. I I could see this being a, a real sort of long sort of five set match. So just in case we come out on the wrong side of it, I've gone for Barrer with a one and a half set start. Um, which is a 1.89 chance of Bet Rivers. That's minus 110 for Barrer plus one and a half sets. So if he only way we lose if he loses 3 0 or 3 1 and Reservori at minus 215 and his clay court record is appalling. So uh, we give the he's got home support as well on his side, Barrer as well, the home support. Yeah, I just said that. Yeah, he's got home. Yeah. yeah. So he's, gonna, be... he's got them pumped up. He's going to get the crowd behind him. And Reservori is one who can. Jack it all in, isn't he? If things aren't, just, aren't going so great, so it's just a yeah, it's just a poor price. I, I, you know, you look at these these sheets, and there was fifty odd prices. You know, you scroll down the page, and some things just don't look right to you. And then you investigate them a little bit further, and you think, oh, okay, well, maybe there is a case for that being right. But this one, I can't, I can't see why the prices are, are so in favour of Rusevori. Yeah, so a fade for Rusevori minus two fifteen. We're going for the preferred route of betting plus one and a half sets, but you can take the handicap. You can take the total games. The total games are pitched quite low here. So there's very different, many different ways to get against the Finn. Head to the Bet Rivers website. There's a really about 30 or different markets on that match when it starts. Check the order of play, though, obviously, because these matches are stretched over three days. As of the time of recording, we don't know when they'll be played. So uh, you need to check that out with the Bet Rivers website or the official uh, French Open order of play on their, uh, on their website there. The next match is uh, an intriguing one, probably one that's going to, Get the crowds in. Uh, Canadian Felix Auger-Aliassime up against Fabio Fognini, a man who did us a few favours in Rome uh, last week. Uh, Felix Auger-Aliassime is minus 286. Fabio Fognini is plus 220. The spread here is five and a half with the Canadian minus 110 and Fabio minus 115. The totals are 36 and a half. Uh, Felix Auger-Aliassime is not having a good run at the moment on clay. Only one and three this year, but he did beat... Fabio Fagnini in 2019 on the clay, 6-2, 6-3. You've said to me so many times this season about Fabio, uh, if he fancies it and he wants up to the challenge, he'll raise his game and go for it. If he's not off a yard, he's not off a yard. Um, he's got a, he's gonna, gonna get, have a go here, isn't he, playing a seeded player, the number 10 seed on a stadium court, probably one of his last ever performance, ever, ever showing at Roland Garros, probably his last year. And he want to go out of a high here. It's going to be a lot of support for him. And uh, taking on Felix, who is not in the best of form at all. He's not. I mean, Felix is 
he's almost an auto fade in the first round of, of of most tournaments actually but certainly grand slams he starts so so slowly and tentatively in particularly in grand slams i mean if if we look at how he's done recently in this particular tournament 2020 he lost in straight sets to nishioka as a minus 500 favorite the year later he lost 3-1 to seppi as a minus 1000 and minus 1100 favorite um, last year he went two sets down to Virilis as a minus 500 favorite, ended up winning that one in five, but starts so slowly, Felix. And that's just, that's one worry. The other worry is that he withdrew from Leon, didn't he? Yesterday played one match, um, and then withdrew with a shoulder injury. You wouldn't have thought given that he's only played, I think three matches, this clay swing, you wouldn't have thought that he'd be tanking that match to kind of save energy. You know he's barely played. What he what he needs is matches. He doesn't need he doesn't need not playing matches coming into the French Open. So you would you would think that shoulder injury is something of a concern. I can't I couldn't see him pulling out of that tournament in that situation um, unless it was a, a fairly serious concern. So that's that's definitely another worry for Felix. Um, you know he's he's had a poor clay swing. He's not he's he's only played three matches. As I said and lost two of them. The only one he won was against the world number two hundred and forty. Uh, and as I've said numerous times about Fabio, he's when he's up for it, he's still got the quality. Uh, we saw that in Rome. We, we've seen it. We saw it in Rio as well against Alcaraz, where he, he played Alcaraz really tough. If he's fit, you know, if he's, if his body's feeling good and he fancies it, you know, he can still do it. And you're getting odds against with Bet Rivers that that Fognini wins with a one and a half set start. I think that's I think that's definitely the the value play there. And so there, check the Berry's website, all the different markets. So these may not be traditional markets. You may be new to tennis betting. And when we come across this for the first time, there is a little um, note underneath the, the market. You see the three main markets, the extra bets, a little plus sign. Click on that plus sign and it opens the whole load of different specials and different markets and props on the matches. So the bet that Sean's suggesting here is Fabio Fognini plus one and a half sets at plus one oh. Uh, it's plus it's two point one four, so it's plus one one four. Plus one one four. So what a great price that is for a fully motivated Fabio Fognini in what is potentially is his last start on his uh, on his favourite clay tournaments uh, at the Roland Garros. Um, the next match is a young uh, French kid coming through the scene who I've got a big hope for. I bet him this week in uh, in Lyon. Uh, hopefully he can get through to the final. He's in semi final action now and probably runs into Serendula. I wouldn't fancy his chances there, but. Uh, Artur Fields is plus 335 up against Alessandro Davidovich for Kina, minus 455. Um, the handicap here is very, very strong in favour of the Spaniard. Uh, there's so many matches I can't find it. Let me find it. Oh, the Bet Rivers have taken this. The reason I can't find it, they've taken this match down of the spread because Artur Fields is in action. So I'm guessing he'll probably rig around about a four and a half uh, spread favourite, and the totals will probably be pitched about. 37 and a half, I'm guessing. But Sean will give me more of a, an inkling on those. They've never met each other before. No surprise, because obviously Fields is a young man coming through and uh, Alessandro Davidovich Rikina is more of an established player. Uh, the spreads, uh, the, the lines are actually down now, Sean, because of uh, what's happening at the mm -hmm. moment. So uh, you've probably got a market that uh, will be re-looked at. So if you can just give yeah. us your pick on this one. Yeah, he's a, he's a minus 500 chance there, Davidovich Rikina, there about there or thereabouts, which for me is... is... It's, it's too short, isn't it? I mean, if if we look at what Davidovich does, he, he, everything he does in Grand Slams takes him a very long time. Um, I've got a stat here somewhere about how his how many 
match. There it is. Right. So his last 17 matches at majors, only three of them have been in straight sets. And over half have been five setters. So he's more likely to play a five setter than not at a Grand Slam, which is which is crazy. Um, 53% of his last 17 matches have gone to five sets. And that's likely to be, or certainly possibly likely to be the case again against against Feast. I really like this kid. Um, he's one of the few French players at the moment um, that, that doesn't seem daunted or, or phased by playing at, at Roland Garros. There's so many have been over the years, like your Gasquets and your Simons and your Monfils. They've, they've always looked a bit scared. Songa didn't really, but he was on his own. The rest of them looked terrified. Um, Feast looks more to me out of the sort of Songa school of, of relishing it rather than being scared of it. Um, he's had a good run, hasn't he, Feast? You mentioned him at the start of the week as a, as a potential um, outright in, in Leon. He did have a bit of luck, though, didn't he, with... <laughs> Ema and that bizarre disqualification. Mm. I don't know whether you saw that. He mm. smashed the heck out of the um, the umpire's chair with his racket because he didn't like a call. And then Felix withdrew with that with that injury. So um, he won't be too fatigued, will he? He's he's only played a couple of sets so far, with the semi-finals still to come. But he's, he's just looking at his stats so far. He's only played four matches at main level on clay, but his ret- service points one and return points one total is 102. I know it's a very small sample size, but. It's it's a very nice start, and he is a player that a lot of people have tipped for the top. Now, Davidovich Vakina in in twenty twenty three on clay at main level, his um, total is only a hundred. I know it's not a great comparison because Felice has only played played a few games, but it shows you what Davidovich is producing, and it isn't it isn't that great. Um, he'll have the crowd against him as well. We know how temperamental Davidovich can be, so I think the totals here. I, I, I think that's a really reasonable um, way to bet this match. I've gone for over 34 and a half games at plus 105. I'm not sure what the price will be when the market comes back again, but to get plus money on over 34 and a half games in a match at a major with Davidovich, who more often than not plays five sets against a, an up-and-coming talent who will have all the crowd on his side, I think that's the, the play in that one. I watched uh, Davidovich Fakina playing Dubai. Oh, no, Miami. He played... Um... Botic van der Sandship, and he should have won the game easy. Should have won the match easy. And Botic just grounded him down. It's so many unforced errors. Unbelievable unforced errors. And he went from a winning position where he thought these guys could, could win it to completely not win it. That's what he does. Yeah. That's so, what he does. That's why he's played so many five-set matches. He, yeah. he he just can't put matches away, can he? No, he was he was just to me, I thought his his mindset was just all over the place. He was shouting at the box, he was losing his patience and this match is a potential shock here as well. My only my only worry about Fields is that um, he may peak. I, I hate it when players win tournaments or go deep in the tournament the, the week before a major, especially set a young kid like this. That well, hasn't my, really done it, has he? I mean, he's been he's been handed two of their matches, so it's not like he's he's actually played them at all, has he? So he's it's not like he's reached peak form, so yeah. to speak. But I've just seen so many players do well, win a tournament, and the public perception gets behind them. They're going to do well, and then they don't live up to the expectation on, in the first round and get beat. But I think at plus 335, he's worth a bit of pizza money to actually win this match as well. I think it, that he's, he's a real talent, and this is his time. This is his time to shine. So, as you say, he's going to relish the, the opportunity. I love the uh, the totals. I love the handicap here, and, I, and I'm a small play for Artur Fields to actually win the match itself. Um, the next match, this is an interesting one. Alexander Chevchenko, uh, minus 245, another up-and-coming youngster, 22 years of age, up against Oscar Otti, someone you wouldn't really associate with uh, 
much clay court uh, form. He haven't had a great year. Hasn't really played much tennis on the clay. He played in the, uh, the Madrid where he reached round two and he played in Monte Carlo. He got beaten qualifying. But Chevchenko is obviously a player that people are getting a little bit carried away with in terms of the prices here. The odds for this match is uh, Chevchenko is minus 245. Oscar Otti, more established, more proven, plus 190. The spread is four and a half with the uh, Chevchenko minus 27. The totals are 36 and a half. Now, I know you've seen Chevchenko up personal this year in Barcelona, yeah. and uh, you couldn't have been left very impressed when he got beat 6 love 6 1 by Alex Diminor. Um, he was lucky to get the one. <laughs> yeah, well, minus two forty-five. After watching that match there, when he loses six love six one against Alex Dimonor, you're probably thinking, "I can't wait for an opportunity to fade this guy." And then he's now a minus two forty-five favorite in the first round of the French Open. Well, he's done great ever since then. Since since he got rid of me, um, sitting there next to him, he's he's gone from strength to strength. And on the recent form, you would expect him to win this match, but I, I don't think it's going to be that easy. This is. This is a circumstances thing. This is more of a lean, this one. But I'd be really concerned here about the fact that Shevchenko has never played a main draw match at a major. He's never won a match of any description at a major. He's played two qualifying matches at majors, lost them both. Um, now he's probably feeling like he should win this match. If, if this match was played six months ago, it, you know, he'd probably be the underdog. He'd probably come in here hoping that he's going to go well. Now he's a very strong favourite to win a a match against an Otto that is out of form. You know, he struggled a bit. I can see sort of parallels here with the, with the Jan Lennon Struff situation. Struff had a really bad injury and was out for a long time and had to work really, really hard to get back. And now he's reaping the rewards of that. He's back inside the top 25. Otto hasn't done that yet, but he could do because he's, you know, he's only 29, 30. He's still got time on his side. He had that bad knee injury. And he's played, he's often played better than expected at the French Open. He took, Roberto Carbaix by into five sets last year. He was two sets up on Alexander Zverev the year before. He took the opening set from Berrettini in 2019. So he's a, a big match player. We don't know yet whether Shevchenko is a, a big tournament player or not. He probably will prove to be in the fullness of time, but we're not sure because he's never played a single match at this level. So it could well be the case that nerves get the better of him here. And I'm, I would be inclined if I was betting in this match to take Otto to win the first set plus the uh, plus 138 for Bet Rivers plus 138 uh for Oscar Otto the the man is much more experienced much more grand slam experience against Kevchenko who's his first tournament here at the French oh, sorry first match here on the singles draw in the Brett Ronan Garros and he's a very very heavy favorite minus 245 um couple of little picks from me I think Zapata Morales at minus 136 I know it's pretty not your kind of odds, Sean, but I think Schwartzman is is gone completely, and gone. utterly, completely, and utterly gone. Certainly um, temporarily, if not, if not completely, for the time being, he's gone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I can't remember the last time he won. I think he's lost eight on the bounce or nine on the bounce now. I think that's uh, one for the putting in the parlay. He's a better Morales. He's the he's the seeded player. He's a better Morales, thirty-two seed. Schwartzman is he two. He did tank. He is one that tanked a couple of days ago. He, he didn't fancy it at all, did he? Against against O'Connell, played. Uh, nine games, I think it was lost every single one, and then called it a day. Yeah, but I just think I think I don't think his motivation. Saying, he just, yeah. he yeah. just thought, I'm not having this. I'm I've got the French Open in a couple of days. I'll see you later. Well, they've and, met this year in in Buenos Aires, and uh, Sebastian Morales won six one six three in in Sportsman's backyard. Sportsman's two and yeah. eleven on clay this year, and he's yeah, lost. You would fancy him, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I like I I I've, I've got a fancy for that. And the other one is um, 
I'm going to disappoint uh, if anybody who's watching this, you'll know exactly what I mean. Uh, Krajinovic fans, and there's a lot of Krajinovic fans out there. I know anybody who's been watching I didn't this. say there was a lot. I said there was some. Well, I'm still as amazed as some. <laughs> but uh, Sean, a couple of weeks ago, a couple of shows ago, I read a quote from Krajinovic where it was clearly he's got big problems on and off the court mentally as well as uh, emotionally and physically, and, and his form is absolutely shocking. And he's up against France's TFO. And um, I was looking at the 3-0 for TFO there because there's no way that uh, Krajinovic can can raise that match to the levels or, or that he's going to be expected to do there. And I thought that uh, TFO to win 3-0 up against uh, Krajinovic could be a little lean at a nice price as well. He's He's gone away so, so tamely, hasn't he, after losing the first set in most of his matches recently. The first set has been sort of reasonably-ish competitive. But once he's lost it, he's just completely... He's just completely down tools. Did it again against Manorino, didn't he, a few days ago um, in Geneva. I've, I've seen him do it numerous times this season. He just Something's going on with him. I don't know what it is, uh, physical or mental, potentially both. Um, yeah, I, I would find it difficult to believe that he could win this match against TFA in the form and the, the sort of mental state that he's in at the minute. Mm. So there's some leans from myself. The official picks, though, come from... The man who's making the profit here on game bet matches, Sean Calvert. So, Sean, just give us a quick run through on your best picks on this first round of the men's French Open. Yeah, Cashin to beat team plus 106. Barrer plus one and a half sets to beat Rusevori. That's uh, 1.89 uh, with Bet Rivers. Fognini plus one and a half sets against Felix at 2.14 plus 114 with Bet Rivers. And. Uh, over 34 and a half games in feasts against Davidovic for Kina. I took plus 105 on that mark. It's not up at the minute, as you say. There you have it. It's on four great, great bets. And the bets don't stop there. The action doesn't stop all the way through the fortnight at Roland Garros. We have shows here on Game Bet and Match podcasts as well on the women's draw with Roy Girani, the men's draw with Sean. And uh, hopefully James Blake will be joining us uh, throughout the tournament as well to give his thoughts from a player's perspective. Uh, there's four ways to follow all that content. The first way is to download the podcast, which is Betting Weekly Game Bet Match. You can find that on your preferred podcast provider. You can also go to our YouTube channel, which is the Bet Rivers Network. Give us a subscribe, give us a rate, give us a review on there. And you can follow the content on our uh, social accounts, which is our Twitter and Instagram on both the same handle, at Because We Win. There you will see a couple of two-minute picks each day from myself, Sean, or Rory. I'll be over in uh, Paris as well, so you'll be seeing some sites there as well as any insights i get from the court and we've got some special guests uh with us here on the bet rivers network next week as well from paris which you'll see uh on the twitter and also on the instagram account it's going to be a crazy couple of weeks um like i said it's got some fantastic content if you've just seen this video we've also got a, a youtube video uh, on as well as a podcast on the tournament winner where Sean has got two very nice price picks. And Roy Giovanni has also given us a tournament winner pick in the women's draw and broken down the draw where he has a triple figure price as well. So all that content is available. Uh, check it all out and uh, hopefully we can cash some tickets. That's what we do here on the Bet Rivers Network. We cash tickets. Uh, Sean, take care, my friend. Thank you. Have a, a very, very good week. I shall see you or speak to you early part of next week. So uh, we'll look, hopefully we, we we head into the week with some nice winners here. And uh, stay safe, enjoy the weekend, and enjoy the tennis. Uh, take care, everyone. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network.